Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Whether you find yourself in the joys or the messes of mom life, we want to encourage you to remain faithful as you join us every Wednesday in creating a community of real moms, real stories, and real truth based on the Word of God. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen, and today I am back with Caroline Saunders. Welcome back. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yes, today we are going to be talking about how our Bible study and our personal like devotion to the Lord can overflow into our kids, which is so, so important. And so I'm super pumped to have Caroline to talk with us about because I feel like we have a lot of the same ideas and a lot of the same convictions and where we fall short and all those things. Um, none of us have it have it perfect. No mom out there does. And so this is not to tell you what is absolutely the right way to do things, but it, it's just some things that we've experienced that, that we're trying to do with our kids. And so we just wanted to to share. So Caroline, we have been talking about how we can like practically use what God is teaching us in our devotion time to bring our kids along in that journey. Can you share with us something that you do at your house? Sure. Well, I think all of it starts with modeling it. And so that would be cultivating a delight in the Lord in your own heart. And one of the things, this a little bit goes back to what we were talking about last week, but one of the things that I believe is that delight is actually always propped up by structure. So if you have a delightful experience on a roller coaster, it's because someone carefully built the thing. And so when we experience delight in the Lord, often it's because we have been faithful to implement certain structures in our life, like faithful Bible reading, faithful prayer, faithful memorization. And so if we want to be truly delighted in the Lord in a way that's contagious to our children, it means being faithful to do some of those things. And then I think beyond just really prioritizing your own walk with the Lord and cultivating delight in your own life, I think one really helpful thing is to keep good stuff in reach. So I have a lot of favorite kids books that really proclaim the gospel, and I don't keep those tucked away on the kids' shelf. We keep those out it actually a little bit throws off the vibe of the living room, but I just decided <laughs> that's fine. Our living room doesn't need a vibe. What we need is easy access to compelling gospel stories. So we keep a what's getting to be a pretty big stack of books on our coffee table, and we grab those as often as we can. So that's been one of the things that I think has been really helpful. Yeah, I get asked all the time. What are some good books that I can use to read with my kids? I've found one or two, but I've been through them all in our nighttime Bible routine, or I feel like I've read the same book a hundred times. <laughs> can you suggest like some other books? So what are some of your favorites? Sure. I'm sure I'm not going to say anything that is completely groundbreaking because these are some that are tried and true classics. But my number one favorite is the Jesus Storybook Bible by uh, Sally yes, Lloyd-Jones. Yes, me In too. In fact, if I'm going to teach a passage and I know Sally has written on that passage, I'll go read it because she has such a clear way of finding Jesus throughout the stories of the Bible. It's so beautiful. And my kids are like, oh, when mom reads that book, she cries because I do. It's so beautiful. 
beautiful. So that is like so close to my heart. You can literally see her weaving Jesus in every single story. Every single story. Which is amazing for your kids because they don't even realize it at first. And then over time, like Jake, he is a believer now, but James is not. And so we've read through it a couple of times. (laughs) And now Jake is starting to pick up on, oh, that's talking about Jesus coming, you know, Man. in stories. And I'm like, yes, that's it. You're getting it. That's so good. But James is still just, you know, thinking it's just about Jonah and the whale or right, Noah's Ark. Right. And he's not thinking about that yet. But what but a it, gift to train your kids to have that gospel lens. Because I know I did not have that. And that is a shorter road to loving the Lord and to making Bible reading accessible to them lifelong because later on they can go read the Old Testament on their own and be able to spot Jesus a little more easily than maybe some others of us. And then my other big time favorite is a series from the Good Book Company called Tales That Tell the Truth. Mm -hmm. I am obsessed with these. There's a few that I don't have, but I pretty much religiously collect them. The illustrations are really memorable and whimsical colorful so colorful they're so good Mm -hmm. and then the storylines are just genius so i always recommend somebody starts with uh the one called the garden the curtain and the cross Mm -hmm. that is my favorite yeah that's really good i love that and then uh maybe a follow-up would be god's very good idea by trillia newbell that's so so good so those books are my favorite and then for kids who are a little bit older there's a new line of books called kaleidoscope where the guy who started these books is not only a pastor, but he also has education degrees. And so he really cares about children and understands how to communicate with them. And he noticed that there was a hole in between some of the children's Bibles and some of the adult translations. And he was worried that kids who were reading chapter books would find the Bible to be less compelling and that they would kind of stall out in their delight of God's word. And so he has rewritten, he he does a retelling of Acts. They're going to come out with a retelling of John and a retelling of Judges and Ruth. And they That's are awesome. stellar. I have not, I've not heard about those. That's They're really, really cool. great. And I, I mean, my daughter is not far enough along yet to read them on her own, but I've noticed it does, it's training me about how to retell stories to her and to my other, to my boys, and um, I also just want to have those on hand for when they become better readers. Yeah, absolutely. And I will be sure and include all of those in our show notes because I think those are all wonderful resources. My top was going to be the Jesus Storybook Bible as well, and we also love Good Good Father. Oh, That's a great story, yeah. but you'll have to pick that one up. It's super special, too. Another thing that Caroline and I talked about was the importance of slow and meaningful were words that she used, scripture memorization. And this is something that she has started doing with her daughter. Is that right? That's right. I noticed that really for my my old my two oldest, they were coming home from school and they were coming home from church with verses to memorize, which is wonderful. And I would never want them not to memorize those. That's so helpful. But I noticed they were not really sticking in their brain long term. And that made me sad because when you put this effort into memorizing something, I really want it tucked away for as long as possible. And so what I ended up doing was kind of exempting my daughter, who just finished kindergarten, exempting her from the verses they were doing at school and instead memorizing a longer passage with her. So we memorized and my older son memorized it, too. 
Psalm 23. There's only six verses in Psalm 23, but it took us a long time. But I'm telling you that she will not forget it. And I don't think my son will forget it either. It's to the point where if we drive by a big field, Adelaide will say, look, it's a green pasture. And then she'll go (laughs) off into quoting Psalm 23. Or when I want her to leave the conditioner in her hair for two minutes before rinsing it out, I'll say, say Psalm 23 two times. And so I'll hear her saying that from the shower before she washes out her conditioner. And that has just been really sweet to do it together. It's been confidence building for them because they say, see they can memorize a really long thing, but ultimately it's only six verses. So I just got to the point where I realized if I have to decide between six one-off verses yeah. and six verses that are linked in a passage, uh, I'm going to go with the passage. Yeah, absolutely. And Jake in preschool, he did something that I thought was really neat as well. They learned John three sixteen and 17 and Psalm 100. And he has stayed remembering those because they literally took a whole semester and learned that. And they taught them to emphasize their words, like in different places. And then there were some motions and things like that. And so anything that you can do out there to get your kids like excited about memorizing scripture, whether you put some fun voices you know, behind it, emphasizing certain words or doing, you know, motions along with it. I've seen people do that with the Ten Commandments Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever it it might be, you can get your kids excited about learning scripture and it will be something that will hide away in their heart for forever that they won't forget. And so that's so important. And we both are super passionate about that. Another thing that we talked about, Caroline, was being ready to drop everything for unexpected gospel conversations with our kids that usually do not come at times that we would think they do, like obvious, (laughs) like at nighttime when you're reading your precious Bible story with them or something like that. No, it usually comes in the chaos of the middle of the day. So tell us a little bit about why you're passionate about that. I think that is so important, and I think that kids just don't operate on our timelines. I mean, we learned that from day one of being a mom, probably day one from being pregnant or trying to be (laughs) pregnant, that kids do not operate under our timelines. And so it's so important to be ready and to be able to give an answer for the hope that you have whenever the little questions pop into their head. And it is I would say, what, nine times out of 10, pretty inconvenient. (laughs) But if I'm laying a groundwork, if I'm leaving um, gospel-centered resources all around and I'm trying to get them to memorize things, I'm I'm laying the groundwork for gospel conversations to pop up. And so when they do, I want to be ready for that. So I guess I just try to make that a really high priority and try to hold my schedule loosely so that I can really honor those questions and engage in those conversations without making them feel like I have something more important to do. And I think that if something happened where you legitimately could not talk at that moment, it's totally acceptable to say something like, I love that you asked me that question. What a great question. I cannot wait to talk with you about that later, <laughs> you know, but yeah. to make sure that you honor that and so that they... And that you're excited about it. Yes, that you're yeah. excited about it. I always want my kids to be excited to ask me questions. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. Okay, so Caroline, say that we have a mom out there that's listening and they are trying to do some of these practical things or they have been doing some of these things that we've been talking about, but it just seems like their child is not interested or that they're not really responding to 
what the mom is trying to do with mm-hmm. the child. And sometimes that can be frustrating or you're not sure like if you're not doing it right or if they're not getting it. And so what advice would you have for a mom that is experiencing that? Well, first I would say you are not weird and your kid is not weird. That is so (laughs) normal. It is so normal. And um, I would also say, you know, I used to be a teacher and I remember having this light bulb moment of realizing that just because my students didn't look like they were paying attention doesn't mean they weren't paying attention. Sometimes they were hearing things, but they just didn't look like they heard it. So that applies to our kids too. Sometimes they're taking things in and we don't realize it. So one, we have to have faith. We have to remember that fruit grows so slow and you don't always get to see how it's growing. And sometimes all the work is happening underground. So one, I would say stay faithful because you never know. And two, I would encourage that mom to really be paying attention to her kid because one of the things that has made me laugh is, you know, I learned the verse Psalm 139, 14 a long time ago, I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And it has actually been a verse that I've spoken about my kids. Like I praise you, God, for Adelaide, for Greer, for Amos is fearfully and wonderfully made. And fearfully means producing awe, making us worship, but wonderfully implies distinction, that they are made distinctly. They are made the way that they are made. Yes. So all my kids are very different from me. It is actually cause for me to worship the Lord rather than to be frustrated that they're not like me. And so what we can do to honor the distinct way that they're made is we can pay attention. We can study them. And I have had a lot of fun doing this with Adelaide. And it is, she, I'm telling you, this girl has thrown me off from day one. (laughs) I don't want to always bring this up every time it comes up, but she was 15 days late into this world. I know. Thank you. Okay. That's how, that has been a pattern. She just rolls how (laughs) she rolls and it doesn't make sense to me and I don't have categories for it. And so rather than being frustrated, God has really counseled me to study her to see what there is about her that is so distinct and so clearly his fingerprint so that I can worship him because of the way he made her. And what I realized about Adelaide is that she just does not respond to me. I'm a very verbal person, but she doesn't always respond to me in ways that are verbal. Mm -hmm. And I can be telling her the gospel and reading these books to her and doing all these things. And if you just look at her, you just look at her expression, it seems like none of it's sinking in. And that can be so frustrating. But what has been fun to see is that Adelaide I mentioned earlier, I I think I mentioned last week, she's exceptionally creative. And this girl can draw. I mean, I can't not believe how well she can draw for a six-year-old. And she expresses herself through her drawings. So I have seen her draw out the picture of the gospel before I ever heard her articulate it with words. Wow. It was so powerful. And if I'm not paying attention to what she's coloring, I don't know that. Mm -hmm. But I asked her to explain what the pictures were. And she could tell me the story of the gospel And if I ask her a question and she doesn't want to respond, sometimes she can express herself that way. She can communicate with me by drawing a picture. And um, I think I shared this with you the other day, Mallory, but Adelaide was having a hard time with some school stuff when she was doing online school. And I wasn't really clear that she was having a hard time. But then when I saw that she was drawing little broken hearts on the bottom of her paper, that's how I knew. I know. And it, it breaks my heart. But I'm also like, God, thank you for the way that you made Adelaide. She communicates 
in such a visual way. And I can't even imagine how he's going to use that. And so I think that if we choose not to be frustrated by the way our kids are different from us, but to choose to pay attention to it and to look for ways that that can actually prompt us to worship their creator, that's a really powerful shift. That really is. I mean, I know I just have two, but they're so polar opposite. And just after you shared that, I really, it made me think about that. Like, how one is kind of my more tender-hearted, communicative one, and then I have James, <laughs> the other <laughs> one, and he's not. And that that was a, that was challenging to me when you were talking about Adelaide and how you studied her. And there's no child that's going to be the same, you know. And so I think that's so important for us as moms to like love and appreciate how God made them uniquely, you know, Absolutely. and then also help them along the way of learning about the Lord in a way that they can understand and process it the best. So that is a great example. And if you have any questions or concerns about that, you can email me at faithful31moms.com. And if it is a question that I want to shoot over to Caroline, I can get you into contact with her as well, especially if you have a little artist or a visual <laughs> learner and you just would like to talk with someone about that. And then before we close today, so much good stuff, so much good stuff. I love talking about this, and it's so challenging to me. But before we close today, I just wanted to let Caroline have a minute to talk about her heart specifically for young women, young girls. She already has some resources out there available for 9- to 13-year-old girls if if you're a mom of a 9- to 13-year-old girl. And she also has something new coming out this fall. So tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, coming out September 1st, I believe is the date, is a Bible study called Better Than Life. And the subtitle is How to Study the Bible and Like It. And this is for middle and high school girls. And it's a study of Psalm 63. But the main purpose of the study is to train them to study the Bible. And so I kind of compare Bible study to cooking. And sometimes you can get in the kitchen and cook without a recipe. And the result is not always that delicious. And the reason (laughs) I know that is because I cooked for a long time with no recipe thinking I could follow instinct. And my husband did not love it. My The dish we always laugh about is called biscuit chicken cheese casserole, where I just made it up and it just wasn't a good dinner. And so when you are able to cook with a recipe, there's so much more delight that can be found. And so it's the same thing with Bible studies, that if you can approach it with a recipe, you can uncover so much more. You can be much more equipped to taste and see that the Lord is good. So that Bible study comes out September 1st. And then the discipleship tool that you mentioned is a version of an adult program that I had that some women in my church really enjoyed. And they they wanted to be able to do it with younger girls. So we tried mm-hmm. to adapt it for younger girls. I have such a heart to be able to create a shorter road to knowledge of God and to affection for God for the young women in our lives. And so I'm really hopeful that those things can encourage somebody else who desires to yeah, give a shorter road to delight in the Lord for whatever young woman in their life that they may love. Yes, I love that. And tell them where they can find these materials on your blog or your social media. Yes, both my blog and my social media are Writer Caroline. And so writercaroline.com or at Writer Caroline on Instagram. Those are easy ways to find those things. And then Better Than Life, I think, will be on Amazon 
um, in September. Well, that is so exciting. So if you have a 9 to 13-year-old girl or a teenage girl, you should be looking for those things coming out this fall or those things at Writer Caroline or on her blog, writercaroline.com. And Caroline, thank you so much for sharing with us today. This has been so much fun just and so convicting and so encouraging. And I hope that you've been encouraged out there as well, just talking about our life and our love daily for the Lord, just overflowing into our kids and the practical ways that we can share with them about the Lord. And so if you have any questions or you would like to find those materials that we talked about earlier that we had suggested, there's lots of good ones that I didn't even know about that Caroline shared. You can find those in our show notes on faithful31moms.com or you can email me if you had any questions about anything that we shared. And I hope that you have a wonderful day. And Caroline, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Faithful 31 Moms is produced in association with Love Worth Finding Ministries, built on the profound biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Please visit our website, faithful31moms.com, for all interview show notes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Faithful31Moms. That's faithful31moms.com.